Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Today, I want to do a little bit of you know self-reflection over the last 12 years and kind of the journey I've been on and then some of the changes that have happened recently in the space that I'm in and what we can do. So first of all, many of you know, in 2008, I was out of a job in November. I was uh, had two kids and I lost everything, you know, had to start over. And that's when I took my journey to find out what I wanted to do when I grew up. I was running a $33 million construction company, did very well in that space, you know, developed two to 3,000 homes, did some light commercial, and had a lot of employees. I was in charge of the production. And as I, as I did that for almost a decade, I really, loved what, I really loved what I did. I mean, you could see the daily progress of, you know, building the American dream, building a home for a homeowner, because that's what it's, what it's all about. Now here we are in 2000 and uh, 2022, and as I look at you know building the American dream, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, and a lot of doubt. A lot of people are like you know you know inflation is absolutely through the roof, and people are you know trying to figure out what's going on. Their 401ks are tanking. The strategy that they had for retirement is no longer there. You know, forced layoffs. I mean, there's a lot going on. And in my, what I ended up doing is I looked at the two most recession-proof jobs. And what I found out is it was banking and insurance. And I thought, well, I could go back to school and get a master's degree, go work at a bank or a financial institution. But at, at that point, I was going back to school and I could probably make a good living, three, four $400,000 a year, you know, working in some financial institution. And I didn't feel good about it. So I didn't do that. And then I looked to insurance and I did all types of insurance. I mean, I did big group cases. I did, you know, uh, supplemental. I did life cases. And I found, I fell in love with the Medicare space and helping people aging into Medicare or already on Medicare, finding a health insurance plan that works for them. And for me, you know, we started out, we were making, uh, you know, six-year commissions. Then it went to lifetime commission or 10-year commissions. Then it went to lifetime commissions. So that space has really changed. And as, as it has evolved, you know, I went from a individual producer writing business to, you know, six years in, I decided to grow an agency and started recruiting all over the country. Now, looking back, I've got, you know, 600 agents that are direct to me. I assist in three, helping three to three to 4,000 agents with trainings, uh, whether they be uh, via Zoom or in person and helping people build something for themselves and from all walks of life. You know, I did uh, started a podcast show uh, almost 18 months ago now, and it's taken off where, you know, I've got a, over 20, almost 22,000 downloads. And I run into people all the time that say, hey, you know, your podcast was inspiring. I really enjoy it. It helps people stay motivated because in the space we're in, you could sometimes feel like a, a lone ranger because you're not necessarily going in and checking into an office every day. I mean, you could, there's agencies like that, but in my space, they're independent distribution partners 
and they get paid directly by the carrier. But what's happening is, is there's been a lot of oversight with a lot of complaints that have made, been made. And it's really had me think a little bit of self-reflection with the space I'm in and this conversations I have with agents. You know, when the, something new is introduced and there's a lot of talk and a lot of noise, you know, there's people that are like, and it has to do with call recordings. You know, people are saying that all calls need to be recorded when you interact with a Medicare beneficiary. And this is due to the sheer number of complaints that have been made to CMS as well as to the carrier. But they're not upset with what's called the external distribution partners. We have very few complaints. It's with the call centers and it has to do with um, the, you know, those call centers or individual agents buying non-compliant lead sources. And you have these third-party vendors that live overseas and they say that they work for Medicare. And from our point of view, you cannot tell somebody you work for Medicare. No, I'm a licensed insurance agent that helps people navigate Medicare, but I do not work for the federal government, nor do I say I work for the federal government. So a lot of people have been misled and put into plans that they did no idea they were getting put into based on a particular benefit and it messed up their doctor, or messed up their prescriptions or, or something like that happened, which there caused the complaint. So we got a new rule back here in January or not January, excuse me, in June, I don't know, April, May, somewhere in there that all call recordings, all phone calls for telephonic enrollments, meaning somebody who's being rolled over the phone would have to be recorded. And it's interesting to me, some people embraced it. You know, they're like, oh, no big deal. For me, I'm like, oh, I do most of my stuff face-to-face -face anyway. There are ways to record phone calls if I need to, but I prefer to do business face-to-face. -face. But where it really got a lot of people is people that were in the space of doing telephonic enrollments, especially with big call centers, it just crushed them. And you're starting to see, you know, big layoffs and uncertainty because a lot of those people are like, wow, my cheese just got moved and what am I going to do now? And I talked to a lot of those agents that are in that environment and they're like, man, I, I had no idea. You know, they're usually salaried employees. They get paid a bonus by, by enrolling somebody. And I'm like, well, that's, we're not in that space. We do everything face to face. So people really had to make a decision that have been in the industry, you know, how are they going to proceed forward? And I took the approach of, you know, there's opportunity out there, you know, as, as people get laid off, I can bring more people on my team as more people are looking for a platform or an area to do a recorded phone call, we have options. And not only that, but I enjoy finding a solution. You know, I've talked before on my podcast about solution-based selling. This is solution-based recruiting. And I recruit all day, every day. But I look back and over the time, you know, the six-year commissions, the 10-year commissions, things have always changed. I'm in a compliance I hold a professional license. And when you hold a professional life in, license, you're going to have oversight. And in the, the new rule, they said the agent, which is myself, has to be responsible to buy leads from a compliant lead source because there's no oversight in a, in a company overseas that's generating leads and then direct transferring them to an agent. So agents, we can be part of the solution and not buy non-compliant lead sources. And if you're in an industry that you're doing something that may be in the gray area or shady, you can stop doing those as well, trying to get around the rules. There's ways to grow compliantly. There's ways to do it the right way. 
I just have to get out there and do it. Yeah, is it a little bit harder these days to generate leads? Sure it is. My number one problem is generating leads. If I had unlimited leads that were um, good quality leads, I would have no problem recruiting. And I get pitched all the time on social media platforms. Well, hey, would you like direct transfer leads? Would you like this? Would you like that? And my first question to them is, how is it you're generating these leads compliantly because at the end of the day, it's my license. It's not their license. You know, they can walk away from their job after I purchase these leads and still make a living. But if my license gets taken away, I'm out of the industry and I'm having to reinvent myself again. So as I look at the changes and as things evolve, they're going to continue to evolve and change. That's what society is. And right now there's a lot of uncertainty. I have, you know, I talked to people that were in the mortgage industry back in 08, 09, 010. And, you know, a lot of people got out of that industry because of the way they changed compliance. You do. I talked to people that were financial planners and their industry changed about disclaimers. So, you know, all the people that have adapted and overcome are still making a living and a good living in the industry that they choose. It's the same way in mine. Agents are going to continue to thrive in this industry. They're going to do it the right way. Uh, despite all the noise and all of the misfortune that's out there and either you can embrace it and figure out a way or you can say I'm done wash my hands of it you know close the door and, and figure something else to do my my thing is is that I re- a lot of people rely on me to give them uh, accurate information and what this is one of those times I tell people all the time I said listen I'm going to tell you what I know today because this is what I know today Tomorrow may be different because it is ever changing. And until there's a definite guideline, and I say guideline because then there's interpretation and I can only go off of what the rules say and then agents have to make a decision. Um, I know what I would be willing to do when I get asked my opinion all the time, Ty, what would you do? And I say, listen, if a scope is required, I'm doing a telephonic enrollment. I believe that phone call should be recorded. Now, if they call and ask me about a planned benefit or a planned highlight or if there's anything better in my area, I don't think that needs to be recorded. Now, that's my opinion. And then not only that, but there's carriers that say different than that. So if you're worried about it, just go on the side of caution. And what I mean by that is record every phone call. I have agents that are property and casualty agents that are home and auto. They've been recording every inbound phone call for years. So they're not worried about it. And... The key is, is how do you store it? How do you keep it compliant? HIPAA, all those things. But those will, those, there, there's going to be ways. We just have to be willing to embrace and change our behavior. The problem is nobody wants to be forced to change their behavior. They want to be able to make the choice for themselves. And this is one of those areas where your way of doing business and the way of life is being forced to uh, change. And I just love what I do. And as always, share, like, and subscribe. I know some of you may not relate to this because your industry is not changing or evolving, but the industry I'm in, I wanted to give some updates for all my listeners because there is a lot of insurance agents on this, this call about call recordings and what they can and can't do. But share, like, and subscribe. And as always, tune in for the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. 
and let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.